Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Garrett. That was a that was a good message right there. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. The Lord is good, right? God is awesome. Amen. Well, the first thing I want to do this morning is uh, thank Pastor John and Pastor Sarah for graciously allowing me to be used this morning, to be stretched. Uh, You know, uh, God's always stretching us. He's always stretching us. You know, me and my wife, years ago uh, at the church here, uh, Pastor John started talking about doing life groups. And... You know, I knew that, that at that time that was a great opportunity for me to step up and begin, you know, allow myself to be stressed, inviting people into my home and stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was, a, it was a big step for me. It was a big step for me. Uh, this morning is a little bit, little bit bigger step. <laughs> you know, uh, most of you probably have heard the, Heard what uh, Neil Armstrong said when he got off the landing module there on the moon. He said, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Well, this is my giant leap this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. God is good. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, First thing I want to say this morning is that God loves you. God loves each and every one in this building. He does. He really does. Uh, you know, he loves us so much that he sent his son to that cross to die for our sins. I know most of us here uh, know that, know that inside and out. You know, most of us here, you know, know the Lord and stuff. Um, but he not only died for our sins, he also took our sickness upon himself. And uh, this, uh, what I'm going to do this morning, I'm going to do a little bit of a two-part message this morning. This first part, I just want to talk just a little bit about healing and stuff. And if you guys want to bring up that scripture, Matthew chapter 8. When the evening came, they brought to him many who were possessed with demons. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all who were sick. Verse 17, to fulfill what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. In 1 Peter 2.24, the Lord himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. By his wounds, we were healed. So this morning, you know, uh, we got a lot of, there's a lot of sickness going around. This time of year, we're bombarded 
bombarded through the media and television, just whatever, you know, with all, you know, with sickness that is all around us, you know, and stuff. So, you know, being the body of Christ, we need to stand against that. We need to resist that. We need to resist sickness, you know. Uh, I know it's, you know, just a few weeks ago, the schools were closing down because of there was so much sickness going around and stuff. So, but we have a promise from God. We have a promise from God that he took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. So this morning, you know, I just, uh, I've been thinking about that this week. You know, I have a passion. Part of my passion is to see this truth, see this truth manifesting in the church more often. You know, seeing people grow in this, you know, this becoming a revelation to them so they can resist these things. Resist this sickness that comes, you know, comes and stuff, especially in this season and stuff. So it's a passion of mine to uh, to see the church rise up, rise up, rise up in our faith for healing for their bodies and to push back the works of darkness in the name of Jesus. So, you know, I've been thinking about that this week and, you know, how uh, you have to be pretty you know, determined when it comes to sickness, because when sickness, when a symptom comes, you know how, you know how it is, we, we tend to kind of let it, let it happen instead of resisting it, instead of resisting it. So, you know, it's, it's important that we continue to keep our hearts filled with healing scriptures, continue to keep the word of God in our mouth, the healing scriptures in our mouth, because if we don't, something else is going to get in our mouth, and that's when we get into trouble, when we start speaking what the world is speaking all around us and stuff. So, but you know, uh, what I mean about being determined is, and being persistent, you know, when it comes to like material things in our life, uh, you know, we are pretty defensive of them. <laughs> so if somebody was, you know, out in your driveway trying to take your car. You're not just going to stand there and let it happen. You know, you're going to do something about it. So when when sickness, when those symptoms appear, start to happen, and it's not really a matter of if they happen. It's, it's a matter of when. It's a matter of when. We've all, you know, had those things try to come on us, but... It's in that moment that we begin to resist. It's in that moment. When that symptom tries to come on your body, that is the moment that you begin to speak the Word of God and declare the promises of God, you know, because we know where sickness comes from. Sickness comes from the enemy, right? So thank you, Father. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for, Lord, just that, uh, just a, a greater revelation, a greater revelation of your healing power. Father, that it be on our minds. You know, we need we need the scriptures. We need them in our hearts. We need it in our mouths. We need it be thinking about it, you know, and stuff. Just continuously filling, filling ourselves with the word of God. Because when we walk in health, God is glorified, right? God is glorified. When we live in the victory that he provided for us, then that glorifies him. He is glorified in that. So, like I said, that's a 
That is a passion of mine to see that, to see more of the miraculous, to, to experience God on that level. You know, I, I've had a, a passion, I guess, for that for, for a long time. And some of it may stem from, from uh, my brother, who I walk in here every, more, every Sunday and stuff, you know. And uh, I'm expecting him to walk in here by himself one day in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We just continue to build our faith. Build our faith on the Word of God. Continue to confess. Continue to declare in the name of Jesus. Me and Victor have had a lot of conversations and, and stuff. And his faith is growing. His faith is growing in the name of Jesus. And we're going to get to that point. We're going to get to that point. And what a testimony. What a testimony that will be. Yeah, what a testimony. Just drawing people to Jesus. You know, you know, when Jesus was on the earth and he was going about, he went about teaching, preaching, and healing, demonstrating the word of God. He demonstrated the word of God. And that is really, I believe, one of the you know primary reasons people thronged him, you know, just to touch him, to see if something would happen if they touched him. Of course, we know the instances in the Bible where the woman with the issue of blood touched him and she was healed. She was instantly healed and stuff. But she touched him in faith because before she touched him, she said, before she touched him, she said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And she reached out in her faith and touched the hem of his garment and she was healed and stuff. So, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, a powerful um uh, a powerful tool in evangel evangelization, you know, of people, you know, seeing seeing God at work, seeing God at work, you know, in people's lives, healing people, you know, people being raised up, you know, and uh, I mean, the scripture, the scripture says Jesus told the disciples, he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. So that's a pretty tall pretty tall order but if we continue to walk with God if we continue to put his word in our hearts and act upon it our faith will grow our faith will grow and we'll start seeing some more miracles signs and wonders miracles and signs and wonders I'm expecting them I'm expecting them. just like Garrett said we come to church with that expectancy that expectancy that's important. You know, it's, uh, you know, so many years I've come to church and I've been more of a spectator, you know, and stuff. But we all have a part to play when we come to church. We all have a part to play, you know. And our, our desire, you know, to, to hear something and to see God manifest in somebody's life, you know, that's, that's important. That expectancy is really, is really important and stuff. So, Praise God. We're, we're expecting miracles, right? This is faith center. We're expecting miracles. Expecting the signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And not just in this place, but in the lives of our family, our co-workers, as we reach out, as we reach out and touch this city in the name of Jesus. And uh, the Father will be glorified. He's glorified that we bear much fruit, right? So praise God. Praise God. So, you know, it's uh, as we walk out this uh, this winter and 
just want to just continue to encourage you to fill your mouth with healing scriptures, with, with the healing word of God. Continue to speak that over your life and declare that over your life. And God will build your faith. Your faith will rise up. And whenever the enemy tries to place a symptom on them, you'll be ready for it. You'll be ready for it in the name of Jesus. Praise God. So that's the uh, first part. It's a two-part message this morning. The second part is I want to talk about building our spiritual house. And these are familiar scriptures. The first one, I'm going to read through these scriptures and then we'll go back and talk talk about them. The first scripture I have is Luke chapter 6, verse 46 through 49. And this scripture right here kind of sets the pace for the rest of the scriptures. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my word and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man who built his house and dug deep and laid the foundation on rock. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house, but could not shake it, for it was founded on a rock. But he who hears and does not obey is like a man who built a house on the ground and without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Okay. This uh, same scripture is in Matthew chapter 7. If we can go, if we can go to Matthew chapter 7. And I wanted to read this one. It's got just, just a little bit different wording. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on a rock. And everyone who hears these who hears these things of mine and does not do them will be likened to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and its fall was great. And one more portion of Scripture, James chapter 1. Therefore, my beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and remaining wickedness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man viewing his natural face in the mirror. He views himself and goes his way and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in his deeds. Okay, going back to Luke chapter 6. I have a little 
three-point message right here that I want to try to bring out this morning. <clears throat> and the first point I want to bring out is Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? In Romans chapter 10, verse 8 through 10, if you guys got that? But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Can you back it up to verse 9 there, Ryan? If we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. That is how we are born again. By confessing that Jesus is Lord and believing in our heart that God raised him from the dead. So the first point I want to make in building your spiritual house is this confession of the lordship of Jesus over our lives. You know, we start out our Christian walk, we start out our Christian walk confessing the lordship of Jesus over our lives. And then if we're not careful, as we begin the process of walking out our, our life with Christ, the, the lordship aspect of our salvation can kind of wane, wane a little bit. As we begin, begin the discipleship process, we start, you know, especially if you don't go to church. But if you go to church, you know, it can keep you there. But I just want to uh, point out and just I kind of highlight that this morning, that uh, the, the lordship of Jesus the Lordship of Jesus, and what that means to us. That means he's the boss. That means he's the master. That means he's the master of my life. That means my life is him. You know, I've heard people say, you know, I've made Jesus the Lord of my life. I'm, but actually, Jesus is already Lord. <laughs> we simply accepted him. We simply accept him for what he did for us, accept his Lordship. We receive his lordship over our lives. And then we begin to walk walk after him. But this lordship aspect is, you know, it's really important. It's really important, you know, because, you know, I can't always, you know, just do what I want to do, act any old way I want to act, because Jesus is my Lord. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Verse 19 and 20. What? Do you not know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? That is powerful right there. Who is in you, whom you have received from God, and you are not your own? You were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So, the Lordship of Jesus, I'm going to glorify Him. I'm going to glorify Him in my actions. 
I'm going to glorify him in my words. I'm going to glorify him as I walk my life out because he is Lord. He is Lord of my life. And actually, when I started reading this the other day, I was thinking about this. It's, it's something I haven't even, you know, thought about lately because, like I said, we get, we get into our life. We get into our Christian walk. We're walking out life, you know, and stuff. And uh, we can just kind of let that lordship aspect kind of slip a little bit in our lives. But, uh, you know, just getting a revelation of that changes us because that's how we started out. That's how we started as a Christian. The very first thing we did, you know, confessing him as our Lord and stuff. So if he is Lord of my life, I'm going to do what he says, right? So that's what leads me to the second point I want to make this morning. And that is, let's see, can we go back to um, go back to that uh, Luke, that first scripture I gave you, Ryan, Luke. The second point is hearing. Hearing is receiving. Hearing is receiving. You know, Pastor John preached a sermon. Oh, it's been a while back where he was talking about a football player. And the football being the Word of God and throwing that pass, speaking the Word of God, sowing the Word of God, throwing that pass, and then the receiver catching the ball. He gave that illustration. I thought that was so good because, you know, Jesus, uh, he went about sowing. He went about sowing the Word. He went about sowing the word everywhere he went. He went about speaking, preaching, teaching, sowing the word. So in the as we build our spiritual house, the first thing is realizing that Jesus is Lord of our life. And the second part of these, these verses right here talk about hearing. Whoever hears these sayings of mine, whoever hears these sayings of mine, Drop it down to verse 48, Ryan. When he, 48, yeah, 48. He was like a man who built a house and dug deep. Hearing, hearing, hearing. Hearing is vital. Hearing is vital to my Christian walk in the name of Jesus. Hearing, hearing the word of God and being that receiver, being that receiver. And, you know, one way that I get to be a better receiver is by scripture meditation. Spending a lot of time meditating scripture. As I do that, uh, I begin to get over into the deeper part of the scripture, like the scripture says here, he dug deep, digging deep. Scripture meditation is is digging deep into the word. It's not the casual reading of the word. It's where you take particular scriptures and you begin to speak them to yourself over and over again, building that word into your spirit, man. We got to build the word. We got to build that word. You know, God's word it's spirit. It's spirit and it's life. So, you know, as I'm reading the word of God, you know, it's 
uh, my mind is being renewed. You know, the, the Word of God comes through our soul. It comes through our mind. And, you know, when it comes through our mind, it can bounce around a little bit because of our thoughts. And, uh, you know, let me just stop here and say that, you know, when a person is born again, it's a spiritual rebirth. We didn't get another mind. Our mind was not born again. Our will, our emotions was not born again. Our spirit man, we are three-part being. We're spirit, soul, we have a body. So that being said, when you, if you understand that, you can understand how if I do not begin, after being saved, I do not begin to get into the Word of God. If I do not begin that discipleship process, then old ways of thinking, old ways of thinking can begin to rob me of, of what has happened. Begin to, the devil will steal the Word out of you. He will steal the Word out of you if you let him. He is there to take the Word of God out of you through your own thoughts, through, you know, that you've already, that are strongholds in your mind and stuff. Those, those thoughts and stuff can hold you back. Stuff. So it's why the discipleship process is so, so important. But, you know, our soul, our soul is not saved. That's where, you know, it talks in uh, James about the saving of the soul. We just, we just read that, that uh, through the Word of God, through the engrafted Word, is able to save our souls. Our minds will be renewed. Our minds get renewed. The more we spend time with God's Word, our minds begin to be renewed and our thinking changes. So the Word, the, what happened to us in Christ at our new birth, the realities of Christ, the realities of the promises of God, healing, you know, peace, joy, strength, you know, all, all those things, you know, giftings of God, all those will come as we, you know, continue to renew our minds and allow the Holy Spirit to, to change us, to change us. So the Word, as your mind begins to change, the, you know, and you're reading the Word and you're meditating the Scripture, it, you're able to receive more. You're, you're able to receive more. Because your mind begins to change, your thoughts begin to change, your, your mind begins to line up with the Word of God. And Pastor John quoted that scripture. He said, We all should know that scripture, Romans 12, 2, where it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is how we're, that's how we're transformed. That's how we're changed. Not conformed to my old ways of thinking, but conformed to God's, God's way of thinking. And as I do, uh, continue to read the Word of God, the Scripture will, won't bounce around in my head as much. Be, I'll be able to receive more. I'll be able to receive more from God and stuff. That's, that's how it works. Uh, scripture meditation is such a, a huge vital part of a Christian's walk. It, it really is. Spending that time uh, taking a specific Scripture and just reading it over and over to yourself, digesting it, getting all the good out of that scripture as you read and you know and we have this precious holy spirit that helps us with that as we as we read as we study we have a helper inside of us we have a helper inside of us in the name of jesus he's helping us and uh you know let's see uh you know when you read through you know this this theme runs throughout all scripture 
this heal, healing, hearing theme runs throughout Scripture. You know, and, and you read in Proverbs, uh, all through Proverbs, you know, the Scripture talks about, my son, hear my sayings, hear my sayings, hear my sayings, hear my sayings. It's just over and over again in Proverbs, continuously hearing, continuously hearing, you know, stuff. That's the way God designed us because he knew we would have to <laughs> hear a lot, hear a lot, in order to begin to undo all the things that we have looked at, read, watched, <laughs> you know, all that stuff, all that stuff over the course of our life that we have done, that we have built into our minds those strongholds and stuff. So, you know, that takes that takes time. That takes time. That takes time. The mind renewal, it, it takes time. But uh, if we keep on hearing, we keep on hearing, that will change. That will change. It will rise, will rise higher and higher in Jesus there. So, uh, you know, another thing that uh, gives us, helps us in our receiving is having a willing heart. Having a willing heart. And that is one thing that can hinder any God activity in my life is my own will. What I want to do. What I want to do. <laughs> so we go back to that lordship of Jesus. If Jesus is truly Lord of my life, then I will, the scripture says, I will to do your will, O Lord. I will to do your will. I want what your will. I want to do your will, Father. I want to do your will. So that's that is really the my will is the biggest challenge, biggest hindrance of a move of God in my life. So and that goes back to that surrendering, surrendering to the lordship of Jesus. We surrender to his lordship and that praise God. So uh, having a willing heart, having a willing heart, you know, and there's an example of this, and I don't think I gave them the scripture, but it's a familiar scripture in John chapter 8. Very, very familiar scripture. John chapter 8, verse 31. Jesus is... Jesus is teaching here. And verse 31 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him. Now Jesus is preaching to a crowd. He's preaching to a big crowd. So some believed on him. Some were willing in their hearts to receive what he said. So the thing about this scripture is, you know, it's amazing that he was preaching to a huge crowd. All of a sudden a few heard him. And he zeroed in on them. He zeroed in on them and said, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you remain in my word, then you are truly my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth will make us free by remaining in his word. Remaining in his word. But these Jews, they heard. They heard the word of God, and they acted upon it. They acted upon it by receiving receiving Jesus in the name of Jesus. Praise God. So 
Okay. So Jesus is Lord of my life. Jesus is Lord. Hearing is receiving. And the third part, the third part of the scripture is the doing part. The doing part. So building my house, building my house requires Jesus' lordship. It requires me hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And then it requires me doing. It requires me to be a doer of the word like we read in James. Can we go back to James, Ryan, that scripture in James? Okay. We go back to James, Ryan, or that scripture. Being a doer. Being a doer of the word. That is awesome what the scripture says. I can read it. Let's see. Let me read it again. Being doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. If I'm a hearer of the word and I'm not doing what the Lord says, I'm deceiving myself. I could sit in a sermon all day long, listen to all kinds of messages, and turn right around and leave there and not act upon any of it. I'm deceiving myself. For if anyone is to hear the word and not a doer, he is like a man viewing his natural face in the mirror. He views himself and goes his way and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty into God's word and continues in it, continues in it. It's the continuing in the word of God. It is not a forgetful hearer. We don't want to be forgetful hearers, right? But a doer of the work this man will be blessed in his deeds. So who's the guy that's blessed in his deeds? The guy that hears the word of God and does the word of God. The guy that acts upon what Jesus is saying. The wise man. The wise man building his house is the one who is operating in the lordship of Jesus and he's hearing the word and he is doing what the Bible says. He's doing the word of God. So that's, you know, when I, when I act upon the Word of God, that's what brings the reality of it to me. That's what brings it, I guess, gives it hands and feet. It, bring, it causes it to become real to me. Like Jesus said, you shall know the truth. I believe that word know is experiential knowledge. You experience the truth. You experience the truth. You know, by Jesus' stripes, we are healed, right? So... In order for me to, as I read that scripture, meditate on it, that becomes a reality in my life. I, you know, I want it to become a reality to me and stuff. So, you know, God's word, God's word is the reality. God's word. And as we, you know, continue building our house, building our house on the word of God, acting upon the word of God, hearing the word of God, uh, our life has changed. And when the storms come, when the storms come, and there'll be storms, 
There'll be storms in life. There's storms in everybody's life that come. We'll be founded on the rock. Our hearts, our spirit men will be built upon the word of God. Be built upon the word of God. If a symptom comes, you'll have that storehouse. Your storehouse of your heart will be full of his word. Be full of his word. Be full of word. Peace, peace, joy, strength. You know, just just continuous meditating, filling my heart, filling my storehouse of my heart with his word. So in those moments when that storm, my, my foundation is, is built, my foundation is solid. Jesus is my Lord. I'm hearing his I'm hearing his voice and I'm acting upon it. I'm acting upon it. You know, God told the, the children of Israel, I mean, this way back in Joshua chapter one, he told the children of Israel, and I didn't give them this scripture, but it's a familiar, very familiar scripture. To Pastor John is preached on this. Um, Pastor John's messages have been awesome lately. I love what he said the other day about no matter what we do for the Lord, no matter what kind of ministry that we do for God, our relationship with the Lord supersedes all that. You know, that was really, I wrote that down. That was really good because sometimes we can get sometimes busy about doing the things of God and, you know, not, you know, pay attention to our first love. And that's Jesus and our relationship with him. But back in Joshua, uh, the Lord, the word says the book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. The book of the law shall not depart out of our mouth. You know when that happens. When we're talking something that contradicts God's Word. That's when the Word is departed out of our mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may act or do carefully according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your way successful and you will be wise. So there we have it way back in the Old Testament that God's telling them to meditate in the Word, to not let it depart from their mouths to meditate at day and night, to build their spiritual house, to build their spiritual house, because they were fixing to take the promised land. They was fixing to go in and invade the promised land. And there was giants over there. They already experienced a little bit of that and stuff. So, But uh, there's nothing greater than the Lord. There's nothing greater than God. There's no, there's no problem in life. There's no situation. There's no circumstances greater than Him. We know that, right? So, you know, and knowing that, and believing that, acting on it, speaking that, God is greater. God is greater than any circumstance, any situation, any sickness, any problem in your life. You know, uh, I had a few. I had a few more scriptures here talking about, you know, being a doer of the word and how that truly looks, you know, and stuff. When you're reading through Scripture, there's there's all kinds of Scriptures. There's all kinds of Scriptures. You know, in 1 Peter 5, 7, the Scripture says, I cast your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Now, if I have a care, I'm not being a doer of the Word. Because if I'm a doer of the Word, I'm going to cast cares. I'm going to cast my care upon the Lord. 
The word says to be anxious for nothing. But in everything with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. The peace of God with passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So if I'm anxious, I'm not being a doer of the word. I'm not being a doer of the word. I know it's Christmas season and there can be a lot of anxieties and fears and just frustration with situations and circumstances and Walmart and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, it's just I gotta be a doer of the word. I gotta be a doer, not just a hearer of the word. Not just a hear. I gotta do what God says. And I've been doing that all week concerning talking to you guys this morning. Because this is for me, and I pray this morning that this has not been too choppy for you guys. But, you know, I pray that I've said a few things that were, you know, something that you can relate to, something that you could take from the service today. But, uh, you know, just just know that, you know, as we as we walk out of life and we're and we're, you know, we're we're always building our house. We're always we're always building. We're always going to be hearing and we're always going to be doing. It's not like you build your house and you're done building your house. You know, you're we're constantly building. Adding on to our house, adding another room onto our house, all the way till Jesus comes back. We're going to be, you know, expanding, expanding our houses and stuff in the Lord, and uh, you know, and stuff. So that never ends. That never ends. We're always going to be, I guess, throughout eternity, learning more about Him all the time, all the time. Praise the Lord. So, praise God. If the uh, worship team could come on up this morning. Praise the Lord. As we uh, transition in the service this morning, just... uh, I want to thank God for His goodness and His grace, His grace, His mercy. Praise God. God is good. We're also going to have this morning our altar workers come up this morning. And if there is any need in your life that you need somebody to agree with you on this morning, we have people that pray and they are wanting to agree with you. But when you come, come expecting. Come expecting. Come expecting something. Come expecting to either hear from God or receive what it is you need from the Lord. You know, the Bible says that He supplies all our need. And I know that's not just finances, but it's, Anything, anything that we need, God is able to supply that need. So when you come down here this morning, come expecting, come expecting. So, Father, I just, Lord, I just thank you so much this morning for uh, gracing me to speak this morning. I, I thank you for these precious people here this morning. Father, I just uh, thank you that you're working in each life today. Lord, you are working in us. 
And Father, I just, I just give you praise for your goodness today, Lord. Let's give you praise, Father God, for your word, your precious word. Lord, that you are helping us to be doers of the word as we hear the word, doing the word. Lord, reminding ourselves of your lordship over our lives. Father, I just thank you so much. Jesus, you are Lord. You are Lord. We were all just lost and going our own way until we, until you helped us to receive you and we received you, Lord. We received life. And we, our whole life was transformed. So, Father, I just thank you for that this morning. And just pray your, your grace and, and blessing on our altar team and on our worship team as they uh, begin this ministry time. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.